Blog Talk Radio. You have reached the Prophetic Financier Show, where righteousness meets commerce, with your host, the Prophetic Financier, Al Welcome, this is the Prophetic Financier, and this is another episode of the Q Community Experience, and I'd like to welcome my co-host, Prophetess Africa and Moss Vet. We're going to bring a very powerful show to you this afternoon, or I should say early this morning, late afternoon coming in, and we're going to just bring this information to the community. This is information for the Q community and those who are not in the community. primary purpose of our show today is to provide education and advancement in both the personal and business realms. And our primary focus is to provide empowerment to our members with knowledge, tools, and access and utilization of our contacts and our opportunities to create wealth. Because we in our community, we know that many people are victims to what we call this financial system, if you will, and we're here to bring the naked truth that that personal family and household can be replenished back intact and you can truly focus on your home economics. So at this point, I just want to welcome my, my two co-hosts, uh, Moss Vet and, and Prophetess. Are you there? Yes, I am. Can you speak a little louder, please? We can't really hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Absolutely. Uh, Moss okay. Vet, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm just happy to have you guys and for the listeners out there. These are two of the leaders in the community. Uh, those of you who know the prophetess, she's a co-host on the Prophetic Financier Show. And last week, Masvet was a co-host. And now I have two co-hosts. And we're going to bring to you again a perspective from a multitude of different individuals within the community, not just myself, that we can show that we are viable in the community and here to assist. So, again, uh, Prophet, I'd like you to just take a moment and introduce yourself to the community and to the listeners out there. Yes, hi. Great. Good day, everyone. I just want to welcome you to the Prophetic Financial Radio Show. Again, my name is Prophetess Africa Sankofer, and we're always looking forward to bringing you a great show with great information that will change and transform your lives. And the main reason why we do what we do is because we know the community suffers for a lack of knowledge. And our goal and our vision is to change that paradigm and create a new paradigm, a new shift in your experience 
so that you can know that this information that you can activate and create a whole new realm in your life and reality in your life. So welcome to the show, and just sit tight, take notes, and enjoy the information that is going to be given out to you today. Awesome. Um, and can you, for profit, we're hearing a little feedback for the recording. Um, we, we, we did hear a loud echo, so if you could just adjust your speaker, that may help for the recording. Uh, MOSFET, you're up. Introduce, I mean, again, those who didn't know you from last week, can you reintroduce yourself again as well? And we're going to dive right into our subject matter today in our dialogue. Sure. Good morning, everyone. My name is MOSFET. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me on the show. I'm really excited to be um one, to be considered a leader in this community. I'm very honored by that. And uh, also to be able to uh, share my experiences and my perspectives because I'm finding uh, I'm doing this on a daily basis. And uh, it's exciting to see uh, the looks in people's eyes when you start to uh, wake them up to who they are. And really what I'm about is I want to increase your consciousness and wake you up so you understand who you are. And uh, I'm a full-time pimp. I'm a full-time practicing uh, pimp, and uh, I'm very proud of that. And I'm proud of uh, trying to help other people understand what it means to be a pimp, and, uh, and that's what I'm here to do today. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, MOSFET mentioned the acronym PIMP, and for those of you who don't want you to get alarmed, but we did choose that particular acronym for a reason that does get attention. That pretty much means just basically that you are a passive income mastery professional, also known as a pimp. So that's the dialogue that we choose in our community. And, and once again, you know, as the leaders on the call with me today, one of the major issues that we've identified in creating the Q community for short as the quantum community is that so many people are failing financially and they're perishing not because, not because they have financial issues or they have educational issues, they really lack a knowledge of self. Until you become antiquated and familiar with oneself, can you truly begin to create the life that you desire? And one of the major questions that always comes up, at least for me, I can't speak uh, for my other co-hosts, and that is that the question is always, why do we fail with money? And what, do we, and what do we have to do about it? And, and that's always been the question. And most people have always asked me, or they go to church, synagogue, the mosque, wherever you, wherever you have, have you, and they would ask the question, God, give me more money, or their employer, pay me more wages. But I have found through my multitude of walks that it's not a money problem. It's a consciousness problem, and, and I, I like to chime in with my co-hosts and have a little piece of dialogue on that before we talk about how to somewhat unravel some of those things. Um, what, what, are your shares, what are your shared views, guys, on, in reference to that old fallacy of, I need more money? I, I, look, I agree. I, you know, uh, this morning I uh, got up to check some of the economic statistics because uh, two days ago I sat down with a good friend of mine. She's a New York City school teacher, and you know, and we had a conversation about economics, money, and she said, you know, I wish they paid me more. I will never be able to generate wealth. Uh, you know, and I empathize with her because, you know, she is getting paid like $32,000 a year. You know, she's below the median income in the United States. And for those of you who don't know, the median income in the United States is $53,700. Um, 
So she's below the medium. And I said, do you have any money saved? And she says, yeah. She says, I got about $10,000 saved, you know, to, if I need to replace a washing machine or, you know, just, just for emergencies. And I said, you know, with that money, I said, we can help you start to generate wealth. And she goes, how is that possible? And at that moment, I realized she, the, the idea of how much money you're making has been implanted in the American psyche. And what we're not told is it's what you do with your money. It's not so much how much money you're making. And, yes, we need to all be making enough money so that we're living comfortably and securely. Um, but once you have that, then you don't need a tremendous amount of money to start to generate wealth. You could take $1,000 and you could put that to work for you. And I think that's definitely an issue of consciousness. Absolutely. Uh, Prophet, would you like to chime in on that? Or, or would you like to chime in before we move on to the, to the subject? Did we lose her? We may have lost her call. Okay, well, I'm just going to move on. To kind of back up with that, as you mentioned, for those of you who don't know, in the financial arena, the Federal Reserve plays a major role in providing what we would call credit. I just want to kind of give you an example of what that really means. The Federal Reserve derives its primary income from the interest on, on, on United States government securities that has been acquired through the open markets and operations. So basically what we're saying is for every Federal Reserve note that's printed, it derives its interest from a U.S. Treasury bill or bond, which is backed by the, by the people of the United States of America. So you get to understand that that is their primary source of income. And their other income sources are derived from foreign currency investments, fees from and clearing operating fees from the depository institutions. So as you can see, the, the major asset for the Federal Reserve is actually the assets of the, if you will, quasi-citizens of the United States. So it's important that you get to know who you are and what role you truly play in the economics. So, so back to that. Every household, once again, has an economy. It has a home economics. And in that home economics, you have to focus on three things. The income coming in or the revenue or the flow of the currency, whichever word you choose, coming in, what goes out, which means your consumptional rate, and then your transfer of wealth which is basically leaving it on to those thereafter. And so that's one of the key things that in the Q community is that we're empowering our members to take control of their households, which we call the kingdom or the empire. But in order to do that, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be able to know yourself first and know where you play, what role you play in both of those. And so it first starts again, as, as Mosfet mentioned, your mentalism in your mind. And so to do that, what we offer is education that will help you renew your mind. It will help you begin to look at things in a different perspective. And for that, that comes back to the question that I asked initially, why do most people fail with money and what to do about it? See, there are, ma there are a few major causes of why we suffer financially the number one is, of course, how you perceive money. Most of us all, and I, I can attest to this once again, based on growing up, you form the relationship on money based upon what your parents or your loved ones shared with you in reference to money. What do you think, guys? 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, I used the playbook that was handed to me by my parents. And my parents' playbook was, uh, it was pretty lean. Uh, my parents didn't know who they were. And so they certainly weren't capable of teaching me who I was inside this system. Uh, they certainly did not understand the economy of the family. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was, it was always about the amount of money we have coming in, the amount of money we're going out. It was probably the single greatest source of tension in my family to the point where money was something that actually, uh, as a kid, uh, I, I disliked because it was a source of tension and anguish inside my family. I didn't understand it, but I just knew that any time they were yelling about bills, uh, it wasn't good for us. Um, so uh, you, <laughs> you, you, take, you, take, you take that on. You take that on as a kid. You know, you enter the world. And I think the most, uh, the, the most advice my parents gave me about finances was, don't do what we did. And I said, what was that, Mom? And she said, uh, don't get in the credit cards. And, and I said, okay. Uh, and, and that was it. That was her only advice. Uh, eventually, I got into credit cards because in this system, you, you really – it's, it's the one financial thing that's in everyone's face, right? If you look at the medium income, in 1967, it was $44,000. Mm-hmm. $44,000, correct. Yeah, in 2014, it was $53,000. The medium income in the United States has been absolutely flat, while – in the upper brackets, in the 90th and 95th percentile, the median income was $93,000 in 1967. It's $157,000 uh, in, um, in 2014. So I mean, you're talking about the 90th percentile. The top 10% are making $100,000 more in median income than the average family is. So you end up finding yourself in what I call the debt spiral. You you find yourself turning to credit in order to make your ends meet, in order to buy food for your kids, in order to, you know, buy that new television. Uh, And America has been pretty much, uh, you know, uh, addicted to debt. Um, I recently saw a report, not to digress a little bit, that the way the Mexican cartels got America hooked on methamphetamines was they gave it away for free. For free, for free. Correct. Yep, for, for free. free mm-hmm. For a year, and they got Americans addicted to it and hooked on it, and now that's how they created their market. Um, and the same thing happens in the credit market. I think the credit card companies are no different than the drug cartels. They're money cartels, and they do the same thing with debt, and Americans are falling for it. So, listeners, how do you protect yourself from the credit cartels? And, and one of the dirty little secrets concerning money is that we weren't wired to succeed with it. You see, I've also read a few major articles dealing with some evolutionary psychologists, what they call a new wave science in the study of what we call behavioral economics or neuroeconomics. And it's a very fascinating experiment where they're using people in order to understand our behaviors surrounding money. And it turned out that Nine out of 10 people, which is pretty much 90% of the population globally, were wired to fail when it comes to money because of that one key thing, as you mentioned before, they never understood debt. Reality is debt and credit is currency because for those of you who learn within our community, the currency comes from you, and it's been basically – somewhat hidden from you to make you feel as though that you had to live with something outside of yourself when reality is it was you and you are for those of you in the community and those who are interested you know 
you are natural, and you can only truly relate to things that is the likeness of your kind. And so when they introduced this, what we would call fiat money, you began to then come up with an intrinsic value based on a receipt. And so that receipt became your measure of success because in our society, I would say we all agree that most people are measured by the size of the wallet or purse that they possess or the possessions or material possessions that they acquire. And for some strange reason, that was measuring a person's success when it comes to accumulating enough money. But we know the facts here. We know the naked truth that we're not chasing that lie. And that lie is this. If your earnings is not outpacing taxation and inflation, you're never going to be going anywhere too fast. A matter of fact, you're going to be losing your position in doing so. And so this particular show, for those of you listening out there, is designed as a form of an introduction to the community, and also we're bringing general basic overstanding of ideas of how you can reposition yourself to not be a victim in the society. And those are some of the major benefits that our members are are experiencing once they renew their mind. So you see, again, in other words, we only accept a piece of paper instead of a piece of gold. Before there was the coinage act that was removed, we used to use physical, tangible assets as a medium in exchange for for goods that we wanted to purchase. Whereas now, everything is digitally or fiat receipts, if you will, also known as paper, paper money, it has no intrinsic value. And so this is where the rewiring of our neurotransmitters, the scientist has come to realize that we tend to spend more because we don't have a relationship with invisible credit or tangible paper. It's not directly correlated to us. So it's easier, and I guess you guys can can chime in as well, it's easier to, to presumably feel that you're spending master or visa's money on consumable products than if you were exchanging your gold nuggets or coins. What do you guys think? I know technically I know that would be the case for me if I really knew that or believed that I was spending someone else's money versus my own, I would tend to spend more of it. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think that's part of the trap of debt, right? Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you're out there working hard every day. I, I mean, uh, I watched my wife. My wife was an immigrant. She came here, uh, and to her, it was like, oh, my God. I, she had no concept of credit cards. She had no concept of a checking account. Once she got into those things, uh, for her, it was, I've got money. i got access to buy things that I want to be able to buy she, that's the way she saw it. She saw it as purchase power, and that's the way they want you to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, um, uh, what was his name? Um, Benjamin Franklin, I think he famously said, fools make feasts and wise men eat them, you know. And to me, we're the ones creating the feast. We're the ones using our life force to create the feast for the wise men are out there basically eating off of. I mean, if you look at the spread between the medium income and the top end, you can almost look at con- the consumer debt and the rise of consumer debt in the 1950s and 1960s, and you can begin to see that that's where the divergence of a flat income came about and rising income for the higher percentiles and the rise of consumer credit. 
So the middle America has been fat on consumer credit, and the top end of America has gotten fat on consumer credit. It is a market and a system within itself. Correct. Absolutely. And, and based on that, it's created a huge, as, we, as I like to call it, a huge money gap. Because so, there's so many people are detached from what true wealth and accumulation of wealth is. And because of this financial illiteracy, there's no, there's no way for, for a person to ever get ahead. And that's what we're here for. You know, I'm really, I'm really irate and, and, and frustrated when I talk to people every single day. And they, and they actually believe that, like, like the person you spoke with, they believe that they need to make more money. And with that median average income of just imagine it's $53,000. And that's for, and I'm going to take that as being, that's for a married couple, correct? I mean, from my understanding, that's a married couple at 53000 as the median that's average income. House, that's, yeah, that's real household so, incomes at, 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 that, at the 50th percentile. Exactly. So I want the listeners to know that that number that MOSFET quoted is for an entire household, and the average household size in America is three and a half. I don't know where the half comes in, but three and a half. So with that said, you one is really not making, was not making money at all. So when you really think that you're making money, how do you survive with an inflation rate of advertised at 3%? You know, it's just amazing to me how people can survive. With the rates of the cost of living in major metropolitan cities across the country, I mean, just to name a few, you know, New York, California, and potentially maybe Chicago, these are major cities. You have to earn more money than that to even just stay afloat in most common places. So it's amazing to me how people are surviving. But again, we all... We're wired to fail because our parents told us that, like you said, Chris, and we said in the previous show, and a lot of our shows are going to be redundant in information because the core problem never changes. And our job is to bring it to you cut and dry and naked so that it gets your attention. This show is not designed to pacify the common listener. It's really to shock you, bring forth this information, and become a disruptor in your thought process. So if you're tuning in, ladies and gentlemen out there, this particular show is meant to somewhat offend you, and if it did, we did our job, and we're not doing that in a hateful way. It's in a very loving and caring way that we want you to come to a place of self-actualization so that you can make change because in, in the four levels of consciousness that we teach in our community, you, you have to come from that unconscious, incompetent state where you don't know what you don't know to a place of conscious incompetence where you know what you don't know. Because at that particular point, you're able to now seek out a community like the Q community or, or financial intelligence from our leadership within the community, and you're able to come forth now and rewrite that script in your mind so that you can learn the true principles of creating Wealth and more so passive wealth where you don't have to truly exchange your time for money. So this show is designed, again, for the individual who's tired of being tired of exchanging their precious time for a wage. And that makes this whole scenario beneficial to you. 
So we, ho- we hope that this particular show, our goal for this show, is to help you come to that conscious and competent state where you realize there's things that you don't know. And we're here to bring that to you. And once again, in order to truly get ahead of this curve and to no longer become a victim of this financial trap, if you will, is you have to learn to outpace taxation and inflation. And again, the information that we're sharing with you, this is a disclaimer, we do not give legal accounting or financial advice. We're sharing our concepts, exercising our First Amendment right, speaking to our other fellow man and woman in our community, sharing advice, sharing our personal firsthand experiences of what we are applying to our lives that will equate to the results that we all desire as individuals and as community. So that was a disclosure and a disclaimer that we just want to put forth there. And we always ask you to do your own due diligence or proceed with with knowledge and understanding. So everything that we talk about, we give foundational information to that you'll be able to further your education and further your intellect, if you will, to be a true master of this particular process. And so I'm excited again, uh, Masvet, Prophetess, I'm excited about this opportunity. I take it very, very seriously on how we, we can help individuals I know I get lots of emails every single day from a multitude of members, members' friends emailing me, telling me how their life has changed so much since being empowered into this information. And, oh, and once again, um, Prophets, welcome back. I noticed that you were dropped off. Welcome back. You can just pop in. Let me know that your, your, your technology is working again so that you can feel free to enter this dialogue. We don't want you to be exclu- excluded from it. And so, again, like I was saying before, they were so excited about this information. I mean, some people have said, I've had financial professionals telling me, I, I have my MBA, and I wasn't taught this information. And that's the point we were making here, that that neuroeconomics is a true science. Keep the people dumb, keep them down so that we can dominate. But you see, in the Q community, we want to help those individuals go from, take that quantum leap from the shadows of darkness and uncertainty to walking in the marvelous light and we're their beacon in the night. So I'm excited about this. I really am. Uh, again, I wanted to share with you the article that I had read earlier in reference to the Fed. The Federal Reserve, this is interesting because this kind of ties into what Mosvet mentioned. The financial market's turmoil in August of 2007, which the Federal Reserve balance sheet at the time was a little over $869 billion in assets. As of June 20th, 2018, their assets are $2 trillion with a T. The Federal Reserve is a private bank with governmental privileges, but their assets are $2 trillion, according to their credit and liquidated balance sheet that's advertised on their website. For those of you who want to do research on it, federalreserve.gov, monetary policy, forward slash monetary policies. You get to see the information that I'm sharing with you. Right now, the assets are $2 trillion. And the reason I'm making this statement, because this is given validity to what the scientists are talking about when they're talking about the neuro, the neuroeconomics, 
the least the people know in relationship to who they are, truly are, in relation to intrinsic value in commerce, if you keep people asleep, this is the assets that these institutions can accumulate. And those $2 trillion in assets, folks, are your depositories, are, are your assets that you're pledging to all the depositories and institutions that you're putting your funds in. This is your assets. Anything that bared your signature, bared anything, this is your assets that they're holding as, as pretty much as assets. Now, here's a benefit to this, to you. When you make a pledge or a promise and you forsake your promise, you have to give up something tangible in a physical form of an asset whereby with their promise, now for those of you, again, we're not sticking to this, but this is just some food for thought. The Federal Reserve note in your wallet is a promise between the Federal Reserve and the United States Treasury so if they don't fulfill the promise of that note that you have, or just let's say you want to turn it in, they're supposed to be able to give you their they're supposed to give you something back tangibly. All they give you back is another promise. That's why I shared with you their their balance sheet is two trillion dollars in assets, but their income is only three hundred billion. So how do they have so how do they have that – look at the disparity in their assets versus their income. How They don't have that in gold. It's all paper assets. Okay, so what do they liquidate? They have nothing to liquidate. So when you begin to know who you are and reposition yourself, you'll be able to control the flow in your family. Uh, you guys want to chime in on that before I move on? I know the prophecy is back. You want to kind of elaborate on that? I think she's lost again. Uh, yeah, it looks like she's lost. Uh, Master, any comments on that before I move on? Yeah, you know, I think if I can talk a little bit about how you started off this conversation, uh, you know, we really are here to get you unstuck. Um, you know, you know, it's um, it's expensive, basically experience and everyone thinks that the, as they, that they're learning as they go through life and they're experiencing that somehow because they believe or they hope that tomorrow they'll have more money or things will be better um that that that's enough for change to occur you <laughs> know Correct. Uh, and, we're, and and part of what we're doing here in the community is we're saying one you've got a system of support so that you can learn how to transition you can learn how to change you know uh you guys are going to find out you know um that I absolutely love Benjamin Franklin, I, and I quote him a lot. You know, and he and one of his quotes is, "Experience keeps on keeps an expensive school, but fools will learn in no other way." So, you've got to stop and say, if you're frustrated, if you are stuck in that medium income, and you see it's not going anywhere, it's by design. You are stuck in quicksand, and if you don't have a lifeline to help pull you out of it. Um, no magical thinking is going to change the situation. So what you have in front of you is an opportunity to um, get the support and help you need to see what you have not been able to see up to this point. Because what we're telling you is, is you're not seeing it yet, but just listening to us is not enough 
You've got to jump in. You've got to be active. You have to take action in order for you to create the kind of change that you want in your life. Um, And if you look at it, the Fed took action. The Fed created what it was intended to create. Um, Them owning this much in assets is by design. It is not by wishful thinking. Um, A group of men came and sat down and put their thoughts onto paper, and they created this entity, uh, and they have garnered a tremendous amount of wealth, power, and assets. Uh, And they've done what this country allows each and every one of us to do. You could put your thoughts on paper, and it becomes a very powerful instrument um, for generating wealth. Well, it's great about that. Let's, let's talk about that again, putting your thoughts to paper. Again, in our community, we talk about these are some of the things, again, we're not going to give away the, the kitchen sink here, but in, in overall, creation does happen twice for those of you who do not know our listeners out there. It first starts with a thought in your mind. Everything that we utilize was some man's idea and thought. And then it became physical form. So creation does happen twice. So when you begin to start to think like that and you're able to apply these principles in financial matters, or should I say, let's keep it real, household matters, because everything that you do should be based upon you personally and what goes on with your family and your households, your kingdom. Nothing else should matter. Everything else, you're not a commercial being. You are, you are an individual, you're a person, you're a natural person. So at the end of the day, everything that you do is based upon that. And so if you really keep that in mind and you really Google the word economics and you'll get to understand everything is at home. Everything is based about around your life is based on your home experience. So you can just start doing that and thinking that. So moving forward, if you're tired again, for those of you listening, if you're tired of change, trading time for wages, if you're tired of banking your money in conventional, in conventional places, thinking that it's safe, again, that's another delusion that they give you, all the branding that was done in the banking industry. And we're here, again, we're not here bashing our banking system. We're not here advocating, protesting against the government. We're not about any of those things. We're not a sovereignty group. We're none of those things. We are believe, we are functioning in our true capacity as consumers, as, as people functioning to build our empires. So we're here, again, to just bring that truth and that revelation to life so that you can begin to truly have the life on your terms instead of someone else's terms. So again, we don't want you to, to keep answering to a name that doesn't belong to you. Study self. You know, old Chinese proverb says, you know, study self before you can become a good student. You need to be a master of yourself. So this life that we're talking about is a self-mastery. It's about self. And no man is an island. Success is a team sport. And it leaves clues, and we're here to provide those clues. You know, we consider ourselves that beacon in the night, once again, that are guiding you into the light of life. Because, again, if you're not living, you're evil. L-I-V-E, if you're living and you're doing the right thing and you're walking in that light, and if you're, if you're shunning that light and putting a shade over your your illumination, then you are definitely evil because you're not living within yourself, living within the limits of your capabilities. So, again, we're here to help with that. And like as Mosfet mentioned, these these principles and these systems that were set up were designed because at the end of the day, 
you have to learn to self-govern. You don't have to be governed. The governed is only those who don't have the capacity, who is considered a minority mentally, who needs a guardian. But if you can think critically and as an adult, you wouldn't need to have governorship over yourself. So at the end of the day, you need to learn the information. And to that money gap again, that disparity, I can speak for myself again. I did everything that my parents said to do. Go to school, get a good education, get a great job. I still wasn't fulfilled. I had to look at those before me and determine if I wanted to be like them. Now, again, everyone on this call, my co-host and listeners out there, we love our families. We love our elders. But does that mean we want to end up like them? See, there are different errors in different times. We live in an informational age. Information is readily available to you. It's at your fingertips. But not until the student is ready will the teacher appear and give you the perspective that you need with the information that is at your fingertips. See, because you can have a power tool but don't know how to operate it properly or efficiently. That's what we're here to do. We're here to provide you with the necessity of information. Now, why should you listen to us? A little bit about myself again. I have well over 20-plus years in the financial markets and real estate, and I was able to amass a fortune of assets, lost money, made money, and the like, and was mentored by life first. I had formal education, but I was mentored by life and then someone who had more than I ever had and taught me the inner circles of how wealth and cash flow was created. And I never looked back. So technically, you can just throw me anywhere in the world with nothing but the word in my mouth, and I can turn it all around. And that's what the Q community is here to help you to become efficient where you're, where you're self-reliant. I think that's the, that should be the new coin word that we used that we're going to probably coin in the community. I am self-reliant. Because at the end of the day, until you have knowledge of self, you're not reliant on anything but others. And so that's something we should think about. But again, the first step for those of you out there, take, this is a great takeaway for the show, begin to identify who you are. You really need to identify who you are. Think about the stories that were told to you. Think about all the things that you despise you'll never become. So if, you, so if you really want to become financially fit, which probably does make sense, you're going to need to rewrite some of the things that you think about in terms of those things that you want to become. Because often enough, you'll never become what you despise. And I know lots of people who believe that millionaires and Republicans or the like are not advocating any political party. But anything that you despise, you can never become. So if you don't like money, for religious purposes or financial purposes, and you think having money is evil, then you're never going to have a mass amount of money. If you think that wealthy people are bad and greedy and selfish, you're never going to become one of them. So the first decision is who do you want to become? Who are you and what do you want to become? Right? So it's imperative that that happens. But I just wanted to point out again the assets for the Federal Reserve, over $2 trillion. We're reaching a point now, as you can, as you guys have been reading the news as of late, the incumbent president has launched an investigation on the DOD. 
on the Department of Defense's spending budget, and they have a multitude of orders looking into that. And did you not realize that the initial the initial report says that DOD spent well over double-digit billions of dollars over budget, unaccounted for? <laughs> with a with I mean I mean not billion, trillion. How do you how do you do that? How does the Department of Defense spend more money than they bring in or that they have to budget? How does that happen? Google it and you'll see for yourself. So right now is a major investigation. The president is investigating a major audit on where all this money has been going through the military. And I'm here to say to you that they're spending our assets. We're, all of our energy is being pledged. All of our personal assets are at risk. Look at the foreclosure boom in 2008. All that so-called equity didn't dissipate. Equity and wealth never dissipates. It just changes hands. So here's a question for you. Right now is the greatest transfer of wealth in this country's history because the law, because of the baby boomer population coming to retirement. They have no one to transfer this wealth to who's qualified for the experience. So where is that wealth going? If you're not uniquely positioned to capitalize on the transition, it's going to go back to the forces that's always been controlling it. But this is your unique opportunity to be able to cash in, fortify your kingdom your family's position and rewrite your family history and your legacy if you can just uniquely position yourself. Because again, it's going to change hands. 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every single day for the next 13 years. Can you imagine the amount of wealth that's being transferred? And 20% of these individuals own real estate and businesses. It's a multitude there, and I'm just going to encourage that anyone on this call need to chime in and reach out to us. So for those of you who are interested in the community, just for informational purposes, you can reach us at the Q community at protonmail.com. Again, that's the Q community at protonmail.com. And if you have any callers who want to call in and ask us a question, you can reach us at call in right now at 657 383 Hit pound one to get in. Again, that's 657-383-0942 if you have a question um, so that we can answer those questions for you. Again, just imagine that, guys. I'm going back to that statement. I know I'm uniquely positioned, and you guys are as well, but what has been your feel out in the field? I know in our inner circle mastermind calls, we talk about your experiences, but just as being a part of the Q community, um, what has been your experiences, Prophetess, if you can hear me, if you're back, I see that you're back on. What's, what's been your experiences talking to people? I, I know for me it's been very painful and frustrating, but I'd I love for you to share your perspective as well. Yeah, can... I don't know. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. You're, you're clear now. Go right ahead. Okay. So as recent as I would say five this morning, I was actually out walking and exercising. And um, I met someone in my community, and I had a conversation with them. And um, they actually looked at me and said, do you know 
people don't know what you know. I mean, and I, and I looked at him, and even though I knew what he was saying was the absolute truth, for a moment I was taken aback because I saw in his face, I saw how real he was in what he was saying. And also I saw the pain in his face. And he actually was in the middle of his duties, and um, he actually forgot what he was doing because the information or the questions that I had for him had him so engaged, he actually forgot <laughs> what his primary <laughs> duties were in that wow. moment. Wow. So I saw it spiritually. So. For me, as a prophetess, I'm always engaging not just physically, but metaphysically and spiritually. And he hung on on every word that reverberated out of my mouth, like it was food. And this is one of the things when you were talking about money. You know, the word money, maybe we need to stop using that word. Possibly, I, I think so. Other words, like, for instance, currency or income, because that's one of the things. When we lack money, as they call it, or income, what is, we, what is it that we are lacking in the incoming in our lives or in the inside of our lives or the coming into our lives? Okay, what are we bringing in? Because we are the income. It's in, the first word is in. It's an inner experience. Okay, mm -hmm. and we're creating and coming into the experience within ourselves. So it has been dumbed down to a piece of paper or a coin, and I think that is where the mental... Uh, insanity, for lack of a better word, starts to procreate itself. Mm -hmm. Because if people were given the opportunity to reconsider that they are the income and nothing else, because it occurs from within, before it becomes an outcome, where now you can, can actually move about in the marketplace and transfer for whatever it is that you need. So it's your actual currency that is within you, in common within you, that now you produce and it becomes an outcome. And now you can use that as a place of exchange for service. And I think if people started to look at that perspective, of how they look at themselves when it comes to money or wealth or whatever it is that society chooses to call it, they may start to look at their experience differently because if you don't have it within, you can't have it without. It becomes and it, it starts within before it shows up without. And that's why when people say they lack money or they have no money or they're poor, it's really because within them they're lacking something. 
the creation of themselves within, that currency, that electromagnetic energy. And once they realize how they can actually recreate that and become one with that, then they can produce it outside, and now it can be manifested as a service or an exchange of that paper dollar that they call money or mm -hmm. gold or silver, whatever the exchange is or the service is, because you can exchange services, and that is a process of money. So I think really and truly if people's minds started to recreate how they look at that energy, that currency, that electromagnetic energy that society calls money, they will actually take a different perspective on their experience. So I saw that in the gentleman's face. So this is very important that people start to retransform their minds and how they truly look at what society calls money and understand they are the original money that starts to be created from within themselves. So that's what I wanted to add to that. Well, I'd like to, take, I'd like to add to that, and that was an awesome, awesome breakdown of that. Let's, let's go back. I want to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. Everyone on the call, everyone who's, who's a host here today and those listening, be very mindful from the top of the show. We talked about the issues that we all suffer are identity problems. Until you have knowledge of self and know who you are, and as the prophetess had mentioned, we are frequency. We are currency. How do we know this? Because we were created by a, a greater force that aligned all of these systems for us. And so we have the ability, our mind, M-I-N-D, is our central processing unit. It's the, it's the fertile ground where all creation happens. And it's a transmitter and a receiver. And so the thoughts that you keep emanates and goes out and trans, transfers out to a receptor to another source, and you are able to create that telekinetic conversation, which we call frequency or currency. So now keep that in mind. You are currency. Now I'm going to put a little twist to this and kind of tie this into commerce. Every time something dead needs life, Example, for those in the, in the religious community who read the Bible, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, that God blew into the nostrils of the clay of the earth and it became a living being. So now I want to show you how you play the same creative role in commerce when a fiction or a corporation or a credit card company, if you will, issues you an application application really means appliance and it needs to plug in to the outlet in order for it to operate are you following me prophets are you following me mazvet and so when you provide your data your frequency your true bitcoin because you know the bit is a fragment which is your thought and when you speak it forth or bring it forth, it's the coin. So when you provided that data on the application, you gave the appliance electricity to operate. Does that make sense? 
And so when you get to know that you're the value, because without your frequency, the appliances sit dormant. So everything is needed from you. Does that make sense? For you out there, listeners out there, co-hosts, that's how I wanted to break that. I'm sorry? Absolutely. So I wanted to show how how we're able to engage in in commerce by doing that. That's the reality. Because application, the word application means requesting from an authority. So when someone gives you an application, they're coming to the authority or they're coming to the energy source from which life, prosperity, wealth emanates from. So I just wanted to kind of pick up on prophets saying exactly that. When you renew your mind and you begin to understand that you are the true utility and all things transmit and transmute through you, you have a different posture. Absolutely. Not just perspective, but posture. Because you can now stand... You can stand now, man or woman, with your shoulders rolled back and your chest up high, knowing that you're not lacking anything, number one. And number two, you're not asking for anything. You're the provider. You're the creator. Okay? So for those of you listening out there, this is the type of information. You're hearing it from leadership. You're hearing it from those in the community this is the information that you're learning in terms of re- renewing your mind. Instead of you coming from a place of you're begging for someone to give you something, you're learning to be an active participant and be the provider or the creator in your circumstances. And you're giving life to dormant and dead things. So if you notice that anything that you do, it requires your data and your signature, which let's break that down. Sign, S-I-N-S-I-G-N-A-T-U-R-E. Sign nature, signature. Sign nature, nature's sign. In commerce, you're known as a natural person. In, in the realm of, of religion, Christianity, you are created by the clay of the earth, which makes you natural, organic. So when you tie those two together and you get to realize every day that you put your signature, it's your sign of nature. And nature is organic and it's the source of all things. So for those of you out there, again, this is the type of information. Again, I'm I'm just reiterating that we're bringing the naked truth. We're unveiling everything as a ritual in society, know it or not. It's a ritual and you need to plug into this information and then learn the specialized knowledge coupled with that in order for you to do the things that you like to do. Okay. And I want to ask two questions to my two co-hosts and to those listeners out there. Here's the first question I want to ask you. Where did money come from and why was it created? Masvet, I'm going to let you take a first crack at it and then Prophet, you can take a second crack at it. Where did money come from and how was it created? Uh, you know, we're nature. 
and as nature, we uh, can use our minds to create. Uh, and money is an extension. It is a flow. If you think about money, uh, money is in everything, and everything is in money. Uh, it is a unit of exchange that should represent their true life force, the input that you're putting into something. Um, when it was created, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know when money was created. It almost seems to me that, you know, uh, there was some unit of exchange at some point between two tribes, uh, uh, you know, uh, that um, made sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm going to ask the question, too. Uh, um, Prophetess, that's a great answer, by the way, because that's partially true. Um, Prophetess, you want to take a crack at it? Sure. I wanted to ABC a little bit of what you were saying about assigning in nature. Now, I'll talk about the money oh, sure. and what coming to me uploaded into my uh, my spiritual realm right now. A um, couple of things is when you talk about signing nature, I heard assigning your nature. That's what I heard. In the, realm, in the prophetic realm, assigning your nature. And when you talk about application, it was very interesting uh, perspective that most people don't realize. They think they're applying for something. So really and truly, you're assigning your nature to something. You are, even if you're not aware that you're doing it, by default you do it. Every time you sign something, you are assigning your natural rights, your natural spirituality, your natural uh, mentality, emotionality into that experience, and you may not know it. So in a way, many times when you're not aware of it, you're really giving away your power. Now, how does that apply to application? When you're filling out your application, it's not a process of where you're assigning your nature onto an experience that you don't realize that that's what you're doing and you are the power, you are the power station that mm-hmm. they are coming to you for. How can I break that down? When you apply for a credit card, let's use that example, you are thinking that those particular entities are doing the favor to you to assign you credit but you do not realize that you are the one who is the power station apply, applying your, uh, transferring your power of credit, you are the credit, onto that institution because the institution cannot move about in terms of a business perspective or create any of commerce at all without your signature. You had to sign your nature to let that entity live and exist. So don't you ever sit in a place of what I call sin, and I'm going to give the acronym for that, separating yourself from infinite knowledge of self, that you are the one that is asking for credit. No. You are imparting your credit, your credit facility, your incredible nature to them. That is how they get to sustain life and create their life and exist. Now, in reference to money, how was it created? It was created the minute 
that breath was blown into your nostrils. Why? Because you are the original currency. As I said before, money is currency. You are the original currency and the original electromagnetic frequency. So when the most high, almighty, divine creator breathed breath into your nostrils, you became the original currency that have your private right of action to transfer or engage in and about in terms of exchanging your frequency, which, which is called money today. So you are the original money. When breath was breathed in, in into your life, for lack of a better word, you became the money. That's when money, we're using that word in society, actually occurred when you were created. So everyone in the moment, whatever their birth date is, that they actually come out of their mother's womb, they have just been created as their own original currency. And because they lack the knowledge and are not aware of who they are as they get older and their signatures are required to move about in society, they assign their natural nature, which is money, which is currency, into those entities. So those entities, whatever corporation you may call it, can now go forth and transact in the marketplace. Had not that particular person be birthed onto the planet Earth, those entities would never have energy to conduct commerce. This is truth. <clears throat> it is absolute truth. That is the only way that these corporations can exist because they have no life. So you give it life every time you assign your nature, which is currency, onto and into them. Okay, great. Well, you know, I'm glad that you said that because, again, this is one of the misunderstandings in society. There's a huge difference between money and currency. Currency is a substance. It's a matter. It's a natural or, for synonymous word, organic. It has organicness and value to it. So, yes, in the beginning when you were created, and you came out of your mother's womb, you possessed all that you ever needed in form of currency. You have unlimited currency to go forth and create. But somewhere in between being created with that abundance of currency, because if you look up, if you look back and really want to decide how money was even derived and how it understood, we have to go back when we lived in our primitive tribes in our indigenous states. See, life was a little bit more, as I would say, life was a little bit more, well, I should say, interesting because we spent most of our time just trying to survive, which is the first circuit of the brain, which is survival of the fittest. And so a lot of us never evolved from survival of the fittest mode. And so back then we worked 
days just to create shelter and food. We spent time hunting, gathering food, and staying alive. But then through life's evolution, if you will, we as man, woman, we came up with a few indigenous insights and inventions that gave us major advantages. And in that, in that, in those advantages, we now began to learn how to grow food in larger quantity, not having to hunt every day, those do those various things. But life became very cumbersome because in our natural progression of bartership, see, in our organic state, we use the word bartering. We didn't buy anything. Would you guys agree? We exchanged energy. We exchanged energy or we exchanged whatever we felt was intrinsic value that was a physical form, an organic form. So if you, so if Masvet was a farmer of wheat or corn and, and the prophetess had flour, they could do a unit of exchange if they wanted to engage in some form of commerce. That's at the organic level. But as societies and tribes grew larger, and then the birth of money came about because we needed something that could allow us to now sell. See, no longer, we went from that methodology of bartering to selling. So that so the birth of money allowed us to sell anything we had and buy anything that we wanted without having to do a complex trade. Because back in primitive times, you may have required profitus to have a ton of corn for a half a ton of flour if the two of you and Mazvet agreed to such. That made transactions very, very cumbersome. Could you see that? Yeah. And so... And so the birth of money, also known as fiat currency, fiat, fake, I'm just going to use the word fate, you see, fate, fiat, fate, or fate, they play with the vernacular on that, faith money or fake money, you began to take that receipt and we were able now to standardize the unit of trade. And so money came forth, which was originally currency, which is now money, which is now a form of rare or special item, particularly in the society in which we live in today. So now the rulers of the day now realize that, wait a minute, if we can control the flow of the money now that the intrinsic value of organic currency has been forgotten, see, this comes back to what we said the problem initially was, knowledge of lack of self. Our Elders used to pass down information to the next generation. We lost that science of teaching the next generation about who they were, and we became too involved in acquiring stuff instead of teaching the wisdom that was necessary for the next generation to prosper. See, we knew about gold and silver and all the other great currencies, but when we got introduced to this fiat or fake money or today's monopoly money, we lost our organic feel, if you will. Just like with computers today as well, we have become digitally, have digital dementia where we now rely totally on artificial intelligence to, to, to control us than using the greatest CPU you'll ever have 
from the beginning of time is your mind. And so there's where money came from. And then that money became a commodity. Commodity money, again, is, 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 is the commodity money has a value in and of itself. Okay, so it's not intrinsic, it's perceptional. So remember, we are taught in society, perception is reality. What makes the difference between a $1 bill and a $5 bill? It's the same weight, the same cut paper, and the same ink. What makes it more valuable than the other one? From an intrinsic standpoint, just belief, or I should say faith, fiat currency. Or an agreement. Or agreement. Or so, agreement. Right, agreement. argument. So this is where we can kind of remove ourselves, and this is happening in the Q community. Our members are learning how to distinguish the difference between currency and money. With our currency, we have the power to create a multitude of money. Henceforth, every time profitess, MOSFET, you guys create a promise, you just created money, right? It went from your currency. See, the currency is you, your energy. But the moment that you spoke forth or you assigned your nature in word or physical form, you created money. So your treasury, what we know now, listeners, where is your treasury? Within you. Within Mm -hmm. you. And so no longer after this show today, listeners, well, you will walk away with a sense of lack or lack of purpose or lack of creation. You have all that you need. You just need to have your thoughts shaped, formed, and honed to become, as you, as at the top of the show, as Mosfed said, he's a pimp, a passive income mastery professional. When you begin to be able to convert your ideals well, as a prophet, it said, transcend your thought and assign your nature. Then you take control. You're no longer a governed. You are self-governed. And just to kind of reiterate that, we know this, the great nation that we have. And again, we have to say that it's great because for it to be a little over 400 plus years in existence to accumulate the massive wealth that it has, the system does work. And we have to acknowledge the fact that it does. But here's the question. How did man and woman live before the 1700s when this nation was formed? So we didn't begin living in the 1700s. So man and woman had functioned self-governed before that. Would you agree? We need to get back to self-government. You were going to make a comment, Prophetess? Yeah, no, it's interesting because I remember having that conversation with my higher self and asking that question in reference to law. And one of the things that was uploading into me is that man now has external law, but previous to that, he or she, human, understood internal law and followed internal law 
until they started to lose their selves or the identity or the, they went into a dishonor of their higher selves, then external law became necessary to exist. So that must have happened with currency. Because originally, you were always currency. There was no need for what they call money, right, today, as what we use today as money, that exchange. So somewhere along the line, even though we think that we really evolved, we really devolved in because we had a higher level of how we actually uh, went about and created and manifested things. But I guess with each time frame within each time dimension, things change, and that's okay. So we learn to confirm or transform or to just deal with that on a daily basis and try to know how to do it in a better way. But, yeah, when you talk about currency, originally we were the original currency electromagnetic energy, and then somewhere along the line we decided to bring it down actually to a lower form and make it into something solid, which would be paper money. Well, I'd, so I'd this like to add is to that. Today. I'd love to add to that. Um, the word currency, in order to have currency, you have to remain current in the experience. Amen. Amen. So you see, you lost your currency because you no longer was in the present. You were no longer mm. current to the experience. And so, and you lost that current of experience when you lost yourself. When you became Absolutely. dismembered, when, you, when one becomes dismembered with oneself, it's hard to remember. <laughs> yes, it's hard to remember. So now we have an opportunity to put our members back together, which means remembering self or reminding self, because uh, the prophetic financier spoke about the M-I-N-D, so that's another thing. Now we go back to remind ourselves, which means it could bring us into a place of minding ourselves, which is M-I-N-I-N-G, creating your own mining situation and, and reminding yourself who you truly are, that you are the original currency, and that so you... That are assigning your nature and giving your power away if you're not aware of who your true identity is. Correct. Now, the other question I'd like to ask you two would be, how does money in the monetary system actually work today? We kind of touched on it, but now, now we know where it came from. And for you listeners, you now know how you fell from, if you will, fell off your throne or fell from glory when you were no longer in the present or staying current with oneself and you began to subscribe to what others define you as and you began to walk through us. Now, how does the system work? How does it actually work? Who would like to answer that question first? With my co-host. How does the monetary system really work now that money came into play? How does it really work? The monetary system today is based on leverage of currency. I think one of the most important things to do is the first time I heard this stuff, it went way over my head because I was so stuck in my mindset that while I heard the words, I heard the information, um, 
it didn't get to me. It didn't ring the bell yet. And I think what's important to understand is that in order for currency to flow, in order for there to be transformation and exchange, there has to be relationship. And what we're essentially doing today is we're talking about relationship inside your own personal economy. You need to begin to look at all of the relationships you create. An application is a relationship. Uh, you know, a unit of exchange is a relationship, and it denotes a transformation. Uh, whether you're buying something or you're selling something, there is a transformation that is occurring. So your ability to take your thoughts and to put them into the world and create a transformation that then has flow, has currency, um, has basically been supplanted by a monetary system, and that monetary system becomes an extension of currency if you know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then the monetary system basically becomes um, the machine that uh, milks the cows, and you are in a system that is essentially using leverage to milk your currency. Oh, yes. And so, as you mentioned, the monetary system is designed right now to uh, to falsely give you a false sense of perception that you are the one acquiring the currency, the money, instead of knowing that you are the provider and the sustainer of keeping all the appliances on. Okay? You're the, we're the source that keeps the light on. Our light burns eternally, but everything in the monetary system and in the world of commerce requires a conductor, a transmitting utility, if you will. And so I know we're speaking in, in metaphysical terms and, and different things of that nature, but we're really wanting you to understand that in this duality of world that we live in, that you have to understand the order of operation of things. And this is what helps you become no longer a victim. Because now that you've been exposed to the facts and to the truths, you're able now to create a game plan with a community and a form of mentorship. Because, again, at the end of the day, a mentor will help you mint your ore, your true ore, your true wealth, your true natural resource. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to take, take a quick break and come back for the second half you know, we're going to take a little break and get a water break or whatever for the, for the co-host. And we'll come back and we're going to talk, we're going to wrap up this topic of money in terms of how it's done and then talk about some solutions that one has available in the community. So we're going to take a quick, a quick monetary break and we'll be right back. I knew God was, was with me. I always used to pray. Uh, my prayer was I asked God to not to let the devil kill me out here while I was in the streets before I could get back. But I said, if you give me one more chance at life and music, I promise you, I'm going to shout you out and I'm going to testify and we're going to have a little church up in there. Waking up, thanking God, every day is feeling just like Sunday. Wife you fly by my side. Green light, everything is going my way. Riding clean, living dreams. Just left the barber and I'm feeling like my ass. Heard him say, give him praise. What's in the water got you acting like this? In a day gone by, yeah. I don't try. What? So thank the Lord up above. And if you wonder why, why? I'm loving life, I'm close and I 
Welcome back. This is the Q Community Experience, and this is the Prophetic Financier, along with my co-host, Prophetess Africa Sankofa and Moss Vet. We're back on the second half of our show, and we were we left off basically discussing the purpose in the of monetary system and how it works. And again, I left off stating that bottom line is ultimately is that they're tricking you into believing that you don't provide any value to these transactions and that you are truly the beggar, if you will, and the recipient of these benefits when in reality they are the system, the banks, the credit card companies, and that you truly are the true source of all things. And so with that said, you know, we're going to go into the closing comments on this, is that how, how does one truly now reposition themselves to renew their minds, fortify their empires, their households, and create the massive passive income that they desire that they can provide for their families, for themselves, and their community. Because again, in the community, we all come in a common unity. No one in our community comes to the table without bringing value. This is not where you just come to take and it's about self. There's no power in self. There's a power in a community, a, a collaboration of selves that we can then empower one another to reach our desired goals. And so 
that's what the Q community is all about. You know, you've heard from a multitude of areas and avenues of information that we have shared. I, I know for a lot of the listeners out there, it sounds very deep. As Masvet said, when he first heard the information, even prior to us, it flew over his head. And, and the prophetess has been on this journey for many, many years, and myself is included. But I'm here to say to you with love, with a loving voice and concern that we don't want to see people being victimized anymore. And this is not just a social community, that this is a, a cry, this is a, a call for freedom, if you will. Freedom in the sense where this is a movement in that we need to learn how to really coexist and co-create in this duality that we call life. And it's imperative, if you want that opportunity to do that, we're going to encourage you once again to reach out to us. You can follow the Prophetic Financier on Facebook at I Am the Prophetic Financier or YouTube the Prophetic Financier or here at our show, the Prophetic Financier Show on blogtalkradio.com or you can email the Q community at protonmail.com and say that you want to request to be a part of our private, our private community and one of our administrators will add you and, and invite you to the community Again, the community is absolutely free. This is not the aspect there. This is where you get indoctrinized into our culture. Okay, again, I'm using that word. I'm using a vernacular and a play on words, culture, because you need to be a culture. If you know what a culture is, like I drink, uh, I know myself and myself have spoken, I drink kombucha every day, and that in itself is a culture, and it's a probiotic culture that helps with your digestive system. So, Consider the Q community like a culture that's going to benefit your mentalism, help you balance the equilibrium in your mind so that you can focus on the true things that matter the most, which I believe from the consensus of our community members is you want to have more time to do the things that you desire to do. Okay, you don't want to work for 40 plus years to only enjoy 15 to 17 years. You want to work smart where you can work work smart for 17 and live for 42. Because remember, the takeaway to this show today is that your greatest asset is your time. You can create more frequency, currency that yields to money, but you cannot manufacture your original time. You can learn to leverage time, but your appointed years in this dimension you only have a certain amount. And so with knowing that, you need to learn how to invest your time more wisely and learn how to leverage the time of others in other situations, which you will learn in the Q community. Okay, so um, Cole, do you have any other comments before we go to the last, the last subject matter of the show? I mean, I know we were talking about this whole money issue. I think we cleared it up for the listeners today, the difference between currency and money, but is there anything else that you'd like to, to discuss? Yeah, I would just like to... Okay, can you hear me? Yes, you're, you're, you're loud and clear. You can go right ahead. Okay, quick. Um, I'd just like to extend a little bit more on that word culture because um, there's so much negativity when you look at the etymology of some words, but sure, words sure. also have intentions and cult, culture, it really comes from cultivation, cultivation, of self, mm-hmm. 
and we think of cultivation when it comes to farming. So we always talk in the community about farming and sowing seeds. And when you sow seeds, you get a harvest. So you do need Mm -hmm. to be cultivated and to cultivate your mind and the seeds of your mind so that you could sow them and create that harvest that you truly desire. So that's what I wanted to say in reference to that. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 thank you for clarifying that. Yes, go ahead, Mosfet. No, I, I just would like to add for people is understand this. You are in a position where you have been um, – you have a certain set of beliefs. Uh, you have things that have been marketed to you. You have things that you've been told your entire life. The real strength for you today is to understand that you have to start questioning them. You have to start letting go of them. And find a resource to help you replace them with more empowerment. Um, because right now, if you're frustrated, you're not being empowered. You're, be, you're stuck. And you can't keep doing things the way you've been doing them and thinking that you're going to achieve the outcome you're looking for. So I hope today what most people who are new to this are doing are questioning everything that you believe is the answer um, because those questions will cause you to come back again. Uh, Don't expect that you're going to get this in one conversation or in one thought. It is going to be a repetitive daily practice of you wanting to change uh, and transmute your current situation through action. And I think that's the biggest opportunity outside of the culture we give you the opportunity to have a foundation underneath you so that you can make these transformations in a way that moves you forward and not backwards because change is scary for everyone. And we are asking you today to embrace change, but we're doing so also at the same time as you don't have a need to be scared of it. You have an opportunity to be part of a culture and a community that truly wants to help you navigate that change and be awoken. That's right. Uh, I want to add to that as well. Uh, fear. I understand people are afraid, but I'm just saying, you know, that word fear, we all have heard the, a multitude of acronyms for that word fearful. I'm going to ask you right now, the only way that you conquer something is you have to confront it. So I'm asking you today in your private space, wherever you're sitting right now, Wherever you're going to be later, you know, at the the sound of my voice, I want you to really ask yourself this question. Tired of being where you are? And if you are, you, you have to make a radical change. In order to get to that place where you're raised from a horizontal to a perpendicular position requires massive effort. And no longer should you worry about what other people call you. I can honestly attest to you that when I began to employ these principles many years ago, people used to look at me like I had four heads. Or, uh, and I'm sure my co-host can share, can share with you the replies that they receive from even family members or relatives. And that's one thing I want to clear up right now, too. In our community, there's a huge difference between a family member and a relative. You see, when you become a part, if you're chosen to be a part of our family. See, family is someone who shares the same consciousness or right consciousness, also known as righteousness, that you do. 
but you had no say in who became your relative. You were not a part of that DNA pool where you chose those chromosome relationships. Here in the queue, as it's called, we have the selective power through the private right of action to be able to choose who our family members are. So just for those of you who may still have all the negative programming, again, this is not any multi-level marketing program. This isn't any network marketing. This isn't any Ponzi scheme. This is a community of like-minded individuals who desire to have more time in their lives and reposition themselves where they're no longer victims of this economic uncertainty and that they can, with proficiency, determine how their wealth is being accumulated by outpacing those two major wealth destroyers, also known as inflation and taxation, and then they're learning how to change how they create their passive income from being that wage slaved earner to being a creator, an owner, a king, a queen, an emperor, an empress position where they can generate the multitude of passive income which leads to wealth on their own terms. It's never too late. We don't care if you're we don't care if you're 15 or 99, it doesn't matter. No time no time is too late. But I will say this, one has to act now because no opportunity ever waits. So the sooner you engage and renew your mind is the better your outcome will be at a faster pace, but be mindful that wealth is not measured in accumulation and in speed. It takes time. It's a marathon. It's not a race. It's not a sprint. So we're going to teach you one thing we could tell you in the Q community. We're going to teach you the principles. We're going to show you how to apply the principles. And then we're going to sit back, watch how you do them, and help correct and make the corrections, and then rinse and repeat. This is not those self-help type of situations where you buy books, tapes, and, and videos. That's not what we do here. We're here to give you practical principles so that you can become the principal of your life. And I know I'm excited about that because this is a mission that was placed upon my heart to do. And I can honestly share with you the two individuals that are on the call today. I chose... Well, Prophetess Sankofa, just to kind of give you guys a background, she's been a well-trusted friend of mine and confidant for well over 20 years. And Masvet, I had the luxury of meeting recently, but, you know, his, his focus in wanting to really help, I identified him as a leader within our community, and I actually coupled them together because I, I see the synergy that I myself practice what I preach. No man is an island, and that you need strong leadership around you as well, and I kind of, and I'm just saying this, guys, I really appreciate the two of you. Um, again, Prophetess, you, you've been on this journey with me for a very long time, and Masvet, you, you've just recently joined, but I can say to you that, you know, you guys are my family in the community, you're my family, and I don't leave family behind. You know, those who want to who wanna walk with us got to walk at our pace or they're going to fall by the wayside. But I just want to say to the listeners out there, I value these two people because at the end of the day, if I didn't feel as though they had value to bring, to share in your listening ear, they wouldn't be on this broadcast. And, as, and this is a reflection of who I am, is that 
I'm not egotistical where I have to have the spotlight because this is not about an individual. This is about the mission that is at hand, this movement. Our our goal is to, is to help a multitude of households throughout the globe reposition themselves and, and get the necessities of knowing who they are metaphysically and in commerce where they can then have the life that they desire. So, guys, I just want to say I appreciate you guys being my co-host. I appreciate you guys taking your time to speak to the community members who are listening and to those who are non-community members. And I know that together, all of us can bring change. So I just want to take that time to really take my tip my hat to you guys for participating with me and getting this message out here because it means a lot to myself and it means a lot to the community. So I want to commend you guys for sharing your very powerful insight from your own personal perspective, not just my own, and it shows our commonality, how we all share that. So I just want to say thank you to that um, before we close out. Now, again, if there's anyone out there who'd like to call in, ask any one of the co-hosts a question, the area code is 657-383-0942. If there are any community members out there, pimps out there who are listening live, feel free to call in 657-383-0942. Share your comments, your experiences, or ask a particular question, and we're here to answer those. But if not, we're going to go ahead and look to try to tie this thing down. So as, as MOSFET said, no fear or being scared. This is an opportunity. Um, Prophet, do you want to kind of add some closing comments as we near 20 minutes before the end of the broadcast? I just uh, want to just encourage and invite everyone to join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Please just operate in a place of love and share it with those that you consider your family, that you feel that this can bring a healing to their minds and their lives to join us on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or just to encourage them to listen to the recording because community can be expanded and, you know, the prophetic financier just mentioned about having that common unity. How do you benefit by giving that gift to yourself and giving that gift to someone else can only make your life a present, a present every day. So I encourage you to join us. We're always happy and very eager to include everyone in this vision and mission that we're on. And we openly encourage you to take action if there is something that we said today that touched your heart, your mind, your spirit, your soul, or you were thinking about it, and here we are confirming what your thoughts, then please feel free to reach out to us through the email and uh, communicate to us that you're interested in joining our community. And we're looking forward to welcoming those who would like to be part of our family. Absolutely. I want to share this with you for those listening again, because this this show is about bringing financial intelligence to the household. Uh, The United States real estate market bubble is scheduled to burst before the end of 2018. This is what all the financial pundits are saying, that we will see another collapse in leading markets, okay? And, and that, that next bubble should will cause debt issues 
throughout all of the banks, especially now commercial. And the reason for that is because of the fact that China is pulling out, moving from exports leads to to growth in the consumer growth rate. So you're going to see a lot more. We thought 2007 and 2008 was a bad situation. Wait until you see the bubble that's staged right now to happen in the residential and commercial arenas this time around. And for those of you listening, again, this is the type of information. I mean, just imagine this is information we're sharing on, on the air. Can you imagine the information that we share within our private walls? There's four stages. Again, this is a nugget for anyone listening out there. There are four stages in the real estate market. There's the boom which we all know, and my co-host as well, that's when the market values are going up on the real property. Then there's the, then there's the flat line, which where the, the properties have reached a, a peak number and it stays consistent. That's the second, the flat line. Then there's the bust, when the property values drop to the bottom. And then there's what we call the transition, where at the bottom, the numbers stay flat in that opportunity. And that's where wealth is created. See, we have to revert, revert, excuse me, revert back to how we saw our elders shop. You always buy good products on sale. But unfortunately, most people, as I call them, the mubas, they follow the news. So when the financial pundits are saying real estate markets are stable, people tend to want to buy at the top of the market instead of in the transition at the bottom of the market and then sell at the top. So what I'm trying to say here and decode this whole thing and kind of break it down to ABC is that the major market movers create bubbles so that they can dump the assets that they acquired in the transitional period. Does that make sense? I'm going to repeat that again. Wealth is created when you buy, if you're playing the equity game, that is. You're buying at the bottom of the market and you sell at the top of the market. But what do most people do guys? They buy at the top of the market and sell at the bottom. That's not intelligent. So once again, that's the financial intelligence that one would learn being a part of the Q community is that you will learn these strategies. You will learn this methodology. Again, it's not about the trick of the trade it's about learning the principles so that you can become the principal. So once again, that's another nugget from the life of a passive income mastery professional, also known as a pimp. This is the prophetic financier. Again, I want to thank my co-host, Moss Vett, and, and the prophetess Africa Sankofa for joining me today. Um, I know that this was very informative. And again, this is just a conversation and dialogue about the issues surrounding our personal family and household, also known as our kingdom, our empires, and we're going to be bringing to you the latest news surrounding those areas. We encourage those once again to who would like to be a part of the community to email us at the Q community at protonmail.com and that you'll be able to be added to our proprietary list. We do not sell our list. We do not do cross-marketing. We, we believe in this, that confidentiality is the strictest thing for us and that your data, your Bitcoin information is treasured and protected here. And again, if there's any callers out there right now who'd like to call in, area code 
323-383-0942. We look forward to hearing from you uh, before we have about 15 minutes again. If not, we're going to wrap it up and and pretty much speak to you next week. Uh, any closing comments, guys, before we wrap up? I just want to thank you a lot, Al. I think most people listen on the call. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, you won the Golden Willy Wonka ticket. Uh, now you've got to show up at the gate and, um, and turn it in uh, because uh, the, prophet, the prophetess and the prophetic financier are uh, offering you information that uh, you don't even understand at this moment the true value of it. Uh, the way that it will wake you up if you embrace it is absolutely free. You will wake up and you will be free. You'll be free of fear. You'll be free of worry because you will know who you are and you will know how to exercise the action of who you are. And I have to thank you, Al, truly, because you are the first person in my professional career who embraced me and said, I want to make you larger. And, and in you're investing in helping me uh, be larger. And that's the, that's the kind of atmosphere and energy you'll find in this community. We invest in each other. We invest in each other's consciousness. And we invest in making each other larger. Um, and I thank you for inviting me on this show. I thank you for considering me one of the leaders. And uh, I thank you for all that you do for us. Oh, well, listen, it's my pleasure, again, for me, the greatest measure of success for me is cultivating another man, a woman, natural person who can then be an active participant in our community. Because when you get to understand power in circulation of our power, of our currency, our buying power, you know, our our revenue should should flow within our community a multitude of times before it escapes, and that's important for us to do. So I'm, I just look forward to that, and it is my pleasure, uh, MOSFET, to be able to do that. And again, you know, I appreciate you equally as much as, you know, the prophetess, well, she already knows where she stands with me. She's been on this journey for a very long time, ups, downs, and in-betweens, many wins, some losses, but, you know, nevertheless, this, this quest goes on. It's a journey. It's a life. It's a life course, you know. Again, new information is being downloaded into my neurotransmitters constantly because of my intention, and that's something. You know, I speak a lot about metaphysics, commerce. I'm not downplaying modern day religion at all, but it's not about that. It's when you truly know who you are, you create those things. You are a part of that when you. To honor the Creator, whatever you wish to call Him, He or It, is that you need to show by your expression. You need to be the most that you can be in your physical form and in your spiritual metaphysic form. And we use the word spirit once again for those of you. Let's demystify that word spirit. There's nothing religious about that word. Spirit means breath. So as long as you have breath, you should honor life by be living to the fullest of your potential. And I can tell you it is impossible to live that way if you're living in a place of ignorance or a place of lack of knowledge and worse yet, wisdom, because wisdom is truly applying knowledge in the right way. In our community, we talk about this. I coined it that 
The old adage is practice makes perfect, but we know that perfect practice makes perfect. And so one needs to learn the perfect principles. They're not the prophetic financier's principles. They're not the prophetess principles. They're not MOSFET's principles. These are principles that have stood the test of time, that no matter what race, color, or creed you are, you apply these principles you get the results. That's another thing in our community. We don't get caught up in these commercial titles or these titles of of society because at the end of the day, we all have the capacity to do the things that we do. I learned that being a part of my civic relationships and organizations that initially back in the good old days, wealthy people believed that it was a blue blood You had to have a DNA inheritance to become wealthy, but they were mistaken. The reality is everyone has the ability to do it if you just stimulate your mind and be receptive to the new information or the new script, or I should say prescript, prescriptions. So this whole thing that we're dealing with in this community and in life is a a mental exercise. It's dealing with mental health. And we're here to build kingdoms. That's right. I used to work kingdoms, kingdom thinking type minds that think royal, regal, creator, co-creator. When you get that type of consciousness in your thinking, you're going to begin to think differently, speak differently, and act differently. That's the order of operation. Think it, speak it, be it. Be, do, have. And so it's been my pleasure you know, to be able to take on this quest with my team and with those other leaders, and we're going to usher our way, and we're looking to help as many families as possible. But again, it's not for the faint-hearted. Be honest with you right now, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not going to be easy. It's going to require you to stretch, shatter some belief systems that you have. As a matter of fact, you're going to probably lose some friends and some relatives along the way. But you know what? In order to grow, you got to shed new skin. In order to receive, you got to open your hand and let go of what you currently have. Sometimes you have to go to a foreign place. And I'm using it as a play on words. You got to become a, a sojourner and go to a foreign place. And that place may mean a, a dark spot in your mind that you've never investigated. So maybe you need to venture your mind, the voyage to the center of your mind. Maybe you need to look at one of our older broadcasts for those of you who are on air today and look at, we have an old clip on the voyage to the center of your mind. You need to take a, take a journey to the core of your mind and look at the scripts that's been given to you. Okay? But once again, anyone who wants to call in, we've got eight minutes, 657-383-0942. Again, 657-383-0942. We'll give you guys a couple of minutes. Other than that, I'm going to sign off and Wish my, my co-host a great day. Those who are listening, a blessed and great day. And those who are in the community, keep looking, keep growing, keep building those wealth pairs, keep creating that massive passive income. So once again, this has been your host, the Prophetic Financier, signing out, wishing you all a great day. And to my co-host, Mars Vett and the and the Prophet of Sankofa, you guys have a great day.
You have been listening to the Prophetic Financier Show. Listen to us each and every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Also, follow us on YouTube at the Prophetic Financier. This has been a Prophetic Financier